Hey, welcome to the Danny Abel podcast, where I help you connect the dots between mindset, metabolism, nutrition, and fitness to help you easily understand complex health and wellness concepts. I'm thrilled you're here to listen to what I have to share. So let's dive right in. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the differences between biofeedback and biometrics for you as it relates to subjective and objective data that you might want to keep track of on your fitness journey. Plus, I'm going to be giving you two other data points that you might find helpful to include in your tracking. And those two things are intake tracking, which is really just nutrition tracking of some kind. And no, I'm not just speaking exclusively to macros. And then secondly, tracking your training. And if you stay till the end, I'm going to give you the specifics on what I would include in a spreadsheet. So what you can do when you get to the end is you can like pause the episode and write it down or even just like open up a spreadsheet if you're near a computer or on your phone and start jotting these down. And I think it'll be really helpful for you. So for me, the reason why I wanted to do this episode is because for a really long time, I only focused on biometrics. And this is really just like the number-based data. Specifically for me, it was the dumb scale. And honestly, you've probably heard me talk about it before, but I hate the scale. I hate the scale now. You know, five, six years ago, it was something that I was pretty attached to. And I very much used it as a marker of progress. But truly, I was missing so much more than that. And so I really hope to kind of uncover some other areas for you in this episode that I think you'll be able to use. And I think will also help you to create a better relationship with the scale for yourself if you are somebody who is struggling with that or has struggled at all with it in the past. Now, the other piece too that I would say is that for a really long time, I ignored the signals that my body was sending to me. And this is really what is biofeedback. It's the messages that you're receiving from your body, which is really just your brain's way of communicating with you. But many of us, including me in the past, didn't really know how to listen to that. Specifically, I didn't really have a system or a structure in order to do that. So I'm going to teach that to you today, and I hope it's really helpful for you to be able to create a more comprehensive evaluation for yourself. Now, before I get started, I did just want to do a quick announcement. I have to tell you that the Metabolism Mastermind is officially open for registration, you guys. This is my eight-week hybrid group coaching program where I am teaching you how to set up and adjust your own nutrition and fitness plans and protocols using my curriculum and tools based upon your biofeedback, biometrics, nutrition, and training data without tanking your metabolism. So everything that I'm going to be going through in this episode will be included as a part of this hybrid group coaching program. And the reason why I call it a hybrid group coaching program is because it's not only group coaching, but you also get a course. So you get a course curriculum, module-based curriculum on biofeedback, nutrition, and fitness to give you a system for all of these things as it relates to metabolism. 
And if this is something that you're interested in, I would definitely recommend checking out the registration page in the show notes right away as we are limiting registrations. And the cart will close as soon as we fill up or on Thursday, December 1st. And no, this is not a marketing gimmick. I've been talking about that on my social media ever since the launch started. It's because I want to maintain the quality of the experience for the participants who are in the group. Now, we will have a quarter two launch. Um, The program will probably start sometime in April. So if you miss out on the January one, the January program that is, we are limiting participants to 20. If you miss out, we will have enrollment happening again in quarter one with a quarter two start. So just a heads up on that. Go ahead and check out the show notes if that's something that you're interested in learning more about. So let's dive into this content. Biofeedback. So what we're talking about here, this is different subjective points of data and information. But the ones that I personally use with my clients are stress management, hunger, training recovery and energy level, digestive function, sleep quality, cycle and fertility trends, lab trends, and progress photos. So let me kind of break that down for you. From a stress management perspective, what I will oftentimes have in my check-in forms, and this will be something that's included with the group as well that we'll be going through, is I kind of want to know, like from a pulse perspective, you know, how are you feeling this week? Or how have you been feeling in the recent past? It doesn't necessarily just have to be, you know, a one-week reflection. Because a lot of this stuff builds up over months and months and months and even years for some people. You know, for stress management, you know, no stress from the week. You know, you felt some stress, but it was easily managed. Um, Very high stress, unable to manage. When I hear things like that, that's kind of like a red flag for us to dive into that more and start to uncover, you know, what is happening here? Where, Where is this coming from? And trying to identify are some of these obstacles that you're facing, are they movable or are they fixed? Because If they're movable, then we have the opportunity to make some changes. But if they're fixed, maybe it's something where we need to evaluate other ways of dealing with it. Um, This can include like different stress management outlets. And honestly, like this is unique for everybody. Somebody might enjoy going for a walk to deal with that on an acute basis. And others might just need to take like a time out, like a mindful pause and be able to collect their thoughts and emotions before responding. And this can even be broken down into acute management principles or acute coping techniques and chronic coping techniques or concepts or outlets or whatever you want to call them. I mean, they don't really need an exact heading, but like essentially what I'm trying to get at here is how do you deal with stress? How do you deal with it? We all have to deal with it. So how do you deal with it? And is that going well? Or is it not? (laughs) All right, so hunger. You know, how's your hunger for the week? You know, if you had absolutely no hunger, is that a good thing or is it a bad thing? I don't know. It kind of depends. It depends on where you're at with your food. You know, if you are in the process of reverse dieting and you have absolutely no hunger cues, that's a problem. (laughs) That is telling you that your brain has essentially stopped responding to the hunger cues that was being sent to it. And so we need to find ways to increase 
the calories that you are taking without increasing bloating, for example. And that by itself, just increasing calorie availability will help improve that. So gut function is going to improve and hunger cues start to get restored. You know, that's just one example. Whereas if you're in a dieting phase, you know, were you extremely hungry and ravenous and that caused you to, you know, go over on what your intake was supposed to be for the day or for the week? Like there's multi, multi facets to each one of these, but these at least give us a starting point. All right. And then the next one is training, recovery, and energy level. This really goes back to energy expenditure. So if you're blowing through a lot of calories with a high amount of exercise or a high amount of intensity-based exercise in a week, and we don't have enough intake or we don't have enough nutrition, we don't have enough fuel, we don't have enough calories coming in to cover that, then you aren't going to feel very recovered. You're probably going to feel pretty fatigued. Same thing with energy level. Energy level is multifactorial. This can be related to your intake. It could also be related to your sleep schedule. Same thing with recovery. It could also be related to stress management. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever felt this, but when I'm really stressed, at the end of the day, like my decision fatigue sets in, I'm super tired, I have no energy, and it's not necessarily related to food. It's just, it's related to that stressful event. So see what I mean here? Like we just need a starting point and then we can dig into these further and uncover like what is truly the base of the problem or problems. Another one is going to be digestive function and sleep quality. So, you know, what's going on here? Are you having regular bowel movements? Yes. No. Are you not going to the bathroom, but every three days, you know, that isn't necessarily ideal. That's telling us that either not enough calories are coming in and digestive function has slowed or you're not eating enough, or there's something else happening in the body, which oftentimes this relates to stress as well. Now, some people have a response where when they are very stressed, they have the opposite problem. You know, they have loose bowel movements. Um, everybody is kind of unique in the way that they handle that, but we kind of want to know, like, how is digestion? Because think about it. When you put the food in, it has to be digested digested, and distributed in the body in order for it to be utilized. If we're not digesting it well, then, you know, what's the point of taking it in? Because it's just going to go in and out. I mean, that's a very, very simplified explanation that isn't truly what happens, but just for purposes of understanding like how important digestion truly is, it really is something that we have to improve if it's not going very well. It does very much relate back to nutrition. And there's, of course, a ton of other, you know, multifactorial concepts with that. But from the very basic perspective, how is digestion? You know, and a lot of times, Clients will come in and they're like, oh, it's fine. It's no problem. But when we really start talking about it in detail, what we uncover is that this has been years of poor digestion. And so they've just kind of come to the fact that this is how it's supposed to be. And it's not until I start to you know, explain to them, like, you know, having loose bowel movements every morning or even going to the bathroom multiple times a day isn't necessarily quote unquote normal you know, we need to start looking at why is this happening? All right. And then the same thing with sleep quality. You guys get where I'm going with this, but same thing, you know, how much sleep are you getting consistently? And I'm not talking about like, you know, one night of sleep that didn't go well. 
But on average, on a weekly basis, how much sleep are you getting? You know how you feel if you haven't had a good night's rest? You're just dragging the next day, you know? And that therefore influences all of these other things. Usually when you are well or not well rested, hunger goes up, you're more stressed, your energy is in the tank, you know, it's a domino effect from there. So we need to know, like, how are those things going? And why this all relates back is because, you know, if you're not sleeping, if you're not managing stress well, then what are we even doing here? You know, sure, I can give you some goals and we can create a, a plan together. But if all of these other things are demanding your attention, then it's really hard to focus on yourself. It's really hard to work on these goals. All right, so another area that I look at with my clients, and it's mostly because many of my clients are women, not all of them, but many of them are, is looking at their cycle and fertility trends. Now, this is going to be based upon their age and their goals, of course, but a lot of times <clears throat> there are metabolism issues and therefore hormone issues. So we want to look right from the beginning, you know, do we have a monthly cycle? Is the cycle regular? Is it irregular? Is, do we know if ovulation is occurring? What do bo basal body temperatures look like if they're open to tracking basal body temperature? You know, and to a certain extent, you can even go deeper with fertility tracking, looking at cervical positioning, cervical os size, which is the hole in your cervix, and cervical mucus. Because if you are having a regular cycle, you are going to see trends with all of these cycle-related data points. Next one is lab trends. And this could be things like blood. It could even be saliva testing and even sometimes urine-based testing. You know, what areas are showing high? What areas are showing low? You know, what trends do we see between the data points? And this is a big one. Does biofeedback and other data that we are tracking reflect what is shown on the labs? Now, labs in particular, they don't lie, you know? You can lie on your subjective data and you can say like, energy's good, you know, stress is low, okay. Well, let's see what the labs show. Now, I'm not saying you need to have labs, you know, monthly, but definitely on a, on a yearly basis for sure. And if you have some kind of a condition or if you're working on something with your provider or, you know, if you're working with a coach, Labs can be really helpful to validate what we think is going on. All right, the next one for biofeedback is going to be progress markers, or excuse me, progress photos. And the reason why I include this in subjective data is because it's a visual, right? So like what you see and what I see and what somebody else sees is going to be different. It's subjective. So as much as we want to say like, oh, it improved or it didn't, and you can visualize those things, it's subjective data. It's very difficult to actually measure, you know, from a number-based perspective. So it's things like, you know, what's happening with how your body looks? Are clothes fitting differently? You know, do progress photos reflect what we're seeing in other areas of biofeedback? You know, for example, when I'm talking about digestion, you know, if digestion is poor, what we usually see is bloating. And sometimes we see this in measurements as well. So all three of those, if they're kind of indicating the same thing, then we know that we need to focus in on that area. Or you, you should know that that is probably an area that needs some attention. So let's talk about objective 
data points or objective, however you want to say it, potato, potato, tomato, tomato. <laughs> All right. So first one is going to be body weight. Now, before you freak out about this one, what I want you to know is that daily weight is helpful, but what we're looking at is the overall trend for a period of time. So if you don't want to do daily weights, that's fine. But I would say like at least three to four times per week, measure your weight. Because if you're just measuring your weight, like on Friday morning or Sunday morning or Monday morning or whatever, you are going to miss a lot of the fluctuations and the variability. Sure, you will be able to create a trend, but the trend isn't going to be as accurate unless you have a little bit more data to go on. Overall, what we're looking at is that we're looking at the trend. What's the goal and what is the trend showing us? And then also keeping in mind, we are expecting variability. This is so normal. Even if you are in a specific phase, you know, for example, many times with my deficit clients, they'll get a little frustrated. Like we'll have like these, I call them like whooshes. There's like these whooshes of fat loss. And it usually happens like every two to three weeks. But the weeks in between, we don't necessarily see scale-based losses. But when we look at other markers that we are tracking, we see improvements there. So keep in mind that it's not all just about that number. This is why I'm this is why I'm creating this episode is because there's so much more that you could be looking at and creating a more comprehensive picture for yourself as to what is actually going on. All right, and then the second one for objective data is going to be your circumference measurements. I know everybody hates these. They take more time. I realize it, but they are important. And I would recommend doing these, you know, anywhere from every two weeks to every month, just kind of depends on what you're working on and what your goal is. But specifically, we want to look at and we want to measure at the same place every time as close as possible. Waist measurement, hip measurement, chest, arm, upper arm, thigh and calf. Those are all really good areas to just assess. Now, keep in mind, if you are training, if you are training, these might go up because you're building muscle. And when you're building muscle, that's going to increase the size of your measurements. Clothes are going to fit tighter, etc. which is why we need all of this other data to correlate it to. All right. So these are the bonus ones. Moving on to the bonus ones here. So the number one bonus is going to be tracking your intake. Now, you can do this in a variety of ways. It doesn't have to be calories and macros, okay? Overall, we just want to see at what level is your eating. And then we want to be able to trend it to other days and other weeks and correlate it to what we're seeing in biofeedback, biometrics, and in training data. And I'll get to that in just a minute. So this could be things like a photographic food journal, if you're a visual-based person, okay? I mean, you're not going to be able to truly quantify with that, but it will be very easy to see, you know, if one week you were skipping breakfast, had a bowl of soup for lunch, and, you know, something at dinner, whereas on other weeks you had a nice breakfast, you made time for a snack, you had a plan for lunch, and you had a dinner, and maybe you even had, you know, room in your budget for dessert. 
and correlating that like to your biofeedback. How do you feel now that you are fueling yourself in that way? So keep in mind, it doesn't have to be number-based data. We just need a way to record it and compare it to one another. You guys who watch my stories, sorry for a little tangent here. I am recording on a Friday afternoon and it is snowing here. And Stein, our dog, if you don't follow me on stories, you definitely should over on Instagram or on Facebook. Over, over on Facebook, I'm at SoulSore Coaching. And he pretty much shows up in my stories maybe not daily, but definitely multiple times per week. And he is currently pacing between my office and the door to go outside because he wants to go play in the snow. And before I started recording this episode, I'm like, what am I going to do with him? Because I mean, it's, it's like a snowstorm out there. I'm not going out there right now. I will go out, but not right now. <laughs> so anyway, if you hear steps walking back and forth, it is Stein, the crazy wire hair, coming to say hello. If he could say hi, I'm sure he would. Anyway. All right. So let's move on to actually, hold on. I didn't <laughs> getting distracted. Uh, this is the best part about having your own podcast. It doesn't have to be perfect, right? Like I am human. I get distracted. So here we go. Let's get back to tracking intake. So this could be food journaling. It could be counting macros. It could be just tracking calories and protein if you wanted, and it could even be tracking portions. You could track portions in a spreadsheet. You can track it with an app. You can track it with a whiteboard on your refrigerator. You can write it down on a piece of paper. You can write it down on your notes pad in your on your phone. I don't care. Just find a way to track it and be able to trend it. And then the other thing I would say too is keep in mind, even if you aren't keeping, keeping track of calories, your brain still is, you know, it's subconsciously keeping track of that. And that is influencing your metabolism. All right. So let's talk about training and tracking your workouts. So simply recording your workouts and no, I don't mean like, you know, with a video, I mean, you could do that because it can be helpful to evaluate your form, but recording what you are lifting week to week. And the idea is that you want to be able to see if you are gaining strength over time, because if you're not, it's kind of like, sure, you know, do the workout. It feels good. You enjoy it. Listen to some great tunes, you know, get, get to the gym, get out of your house, that kind of a thing. But like, if you're just constantly plateauing, you're never able to go past the twenties or the thirties or whatever you're lifting, then it's kind of like, uh, what are you doing here? You know what I mean? Like you need to track it. This is kind of my pet peeve with a lot of the influencer like apps and PDFs and shit is that they give you this program, right? So they design this program, you pay whatever it is, 39, 69, however many dollars to have the program, but then you don't have a way to track it. So it's like you do the workout and this is the same with like group. For my groups that I run in person, they have a way to record their training because it's important to me. I want them to be able to see where they are making progress because when you have that data, you can correlate it to all of this data and realize like, okay, wow, great. Okay. I'm, I am making progress. You know, if your goal is to improve performance, you're able to see it all together and realize like all of these changes or all of these little tweaks that I have made have contributed to these gains. All right, so keep in mind that what you kind of want to track here, like this is like bare minimum, is you want to be able to track what you're lifting, 
you know, this is really just like, are you doing an upper body day, lower body day, full body, whatever, record the movement that you did, record your set or sets, reps, and the resistance used or the load. You know, if you're using bands, if you're using weights, barbell, plate, etc., record what the load was or the resistance was. And the idea here is that week to week, as you're going through that program, then you're able to go back and reflect and look, okay, so last week I used, you know, I don't know, 100 pounds for the barbell back squat. And so this week I'm feeling good. I'm feeling recovered. I feel like very high energy. I'm ready to go. So this week, maybe I'm going to kick it up to like 115 or 110 or whatever feels good for you. And hopefully you have a level or a way to gauge intensity or your program includes intensity, which is going to be a goal to help you to select the load and help you to improve your fatigue management. And that's going to be something like RPE or RIR. RPE is going to be rating of perceived exertion to scale of one to 10. And the same thing with RIR, which is reps in reserve, same kind of a thing. Um, They're just kind of opposite markers of one another. They're not exactly correlate, but they're a way to gauge intensity. And that way you're not just constantly going kind of hard because you will eventually plateau out on that. Your body gets used to it. So make sure you're recording your your training as well. All right. So why is all of this? Why is all of this important? So even if you don't want to be a power lifter like me, you know, tracking All of this data allows you to correlate this information and create your own complete metabolic picture or metabolism profile, whatever you want to call it. You know, what is biofeedback telling me? What are my biometrics telling me? What are they showing? You know, what does my intake show? What is my training showing or how is my training going? And how is that different, you know, from last month or last quarter or last year? That is what I'm talking about here. It's multidimensional. Metabolism is multidimensional. And we need to be able to see comprehensively what factors are contributing to your current state. All right, so let's talk about the spreadsheet. I promised this in the beginning. So if you're at your computer, open up a Google sheet, open up Excel, you have a piece of paper, whatever, or take a screenshot of this part of the episode so you can come back and re-listen to it. But here is what I would include in a spreadsheet for you to include for tracking this information. So number one, some way to track your biofeedback. Now, This can be dependent upon your goals. You don't have to necessarily track every single one, right? So like if you're not worried about hunger right now, then don't track it. But maybe you're you're very concerned about energy and recovery. And so maybe you just track those two areas for a while, you know, see how those go, make some changes and see if they improve. So have a section for biofeedback. You know, it could be stress, hunger, energy level, recovery, digestion, cycle, Um, fertility tracking, progress photos, you know, you can add progress photos into an album or favorite them on your phone or some way to correlate that data. All right, 
Also, cycle tracking. Now, this one is a little bit harder, but you can create this pretty easily for yourself in order to see trends in a workbook type of a format. Um, for crying out loud, you could probably even do it on a piece of paper and plot it. Now, what I will tell you is, gosh, it's eight years ago? No, 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 no. Hold on. Um, almost like 10 years ago now, when I started fertility tracking, I don't do it anymore because that's not our goal. But when I started fertility tracking, I was like literally making copies of the little sheet. And every month I would make a copy and I had it in a folder on our nightstand or on my nightstand. And every morning when I would get up, I'd had a little pen there and I'd go and I'd mark it on my sheet. You know, it was a paper-based sheet that I had to make copies of for crying out loud. So you can do this anyway, but what I would include is temperature, cervical mucus, cervical position, and the size of your os, which is really just the hole in your cervix. Okay. Progress photos, kind of talked about that already, but you could do this in an album on your phone. You can even add photos into Google Sheets, um, and you can even do it on Excel as well. Or you could just create a folder for yourself, like on Google Drive, or save a folder on your computer where you can put together all of those pictures. Um, the next one is going to be body weight. This one's really easy to track. You can very easily include it on a spreadsheet. Um, if you're doing any type of food tracking, a lot of those apps also include body weight. So you could kind of like, you know, track them together, I guess, however you want to do it, but definitely including that. Some way to track measurements. This one I feel like is really easily done in a spreadsheet because you can use the calculation feature and look at totals and you can look at progressions from you know, previous uh, measurements. And then also intake. And again, however you want to record this, but it could be photos, it could be macros, it could be calories and protein, it could be portions, etc. And then last but not least, training. So days trained, type of training session, exercises completed, intensity level, if you have that, and resistance used. All right, so now, this might be a little bit overwhelming. We went through so many details, and I know that I can help you. So in the Metabolism Mastermind, you are going to get my workbook that includes absolutely all of this. Now, if you're listening to the episode at a later time, we are going to have another launch later this year, which will actually be next year, 2023, I plan to launch the program at least four times in 2023. So if you're listening to this at a later time and you're, we're already past the registration date, then definitely hop on the wait list. But we will be going through all of this information. So I'm going to be explaining it to you in further detail, and then we can actually look at your data and I can help you to make the connections between all of the information and the data and information that you collect. And that's really going to guide what you put together for a plan or a protocol for yourself, which you will also receive inside of the mastermind. So you will receive my workbook. You will receive my templates for adjusting nutrition. That one alone, you guys, like it's going to be calories and macros and portions. I don't really know of many other coaches out there that are doing both calories and macros and macro portions. I think I might be the only one. I mean, like, feel free to send me information of other people that are, but trust me, not a lot of people are. Mostly it's people who are coaching macros or people who are coaching habits or portions. So anyway, that is my pitch. 
very shameless because honestly, I know how incredible this program is going to be, you guys. And I just want to shout it from the rooftops. It's so good. It has taken me over nine months to develop it fully, but the work behind the scenes has been over two years in the making. So I'm really excited and I just wanted to share that in case it's helpful for you. And definitely go check out the registration page in the show notes if that is something that sounds good for you. Otherwise, what I wanted to wrap up with is that I hope that this really helped you to be able to see the interconnectedness between all of these data points and how when you combine them all together, you're able to paint yourself a very clear picture of what areas need to be addressed first and what areas need to be addressed next. So last but not least, as always, I hope this information helps you to be able to get a little farther ahead. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Danny Abel podcast. If you're enjoying the show and you haven't already, consider subscribing and leaving me a five-star review. If you love the episode, screenshot it, share it to your story and tag me. And lastly, if you have any questions, send me a DM and I'll see if I can help. Thanks again for listening. Take care.